what about this Mel situation? How will it pan out? I think Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Comp? Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, are you hearing anything on when the official word will come down on the termination of Mel Tucker? No, I haven't heard anything. You know, um, Michigan State gave its notice seven days ago that it intended to fire him within seven days, challenging Tucker and his people to give reasons why he shouldn't be fired. That was in accordance to his contract. In order to terminate him, you had to give him seven days' notice. So the seven days' notice came seven days ago. I'm expecting it today, you know, at some point by the end of the business day, which is the next hour and a half, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, and and he gave his response, which really didn't carry a lot of factual uh, evidence, more just an opinion, called it flimsy, uh, through his attorney. That uh, was released last night around uh, 6 p.m. So uh, beyond waiting for the official termination of Mel Tucker, you have Michigan State uh, getting ready for Iowa. We'll talk about that in a moment. But also I saw your story on Tom Izzo. Uh, he has Loader Oster. I think he's right there with Kansas as one of my preseason picks to win it, even though I saw a Big Ten poll that had them at preseason number three in the Big Ten. Uh, what's the vibe you're getting on Izzo in this 2023-2024 Spartan basketball team? At SpartanMag.com yesterday, a lot of stories stemming from Izzo's press briefing prior to practice, and then I watched the entire practice yesterday, watched Michigan State's incoming freshman. There was some pretty uh, competitive scrimmaging going on. And this is a deep team that goes 10-11 deep, and there are players competing for playing time right now against one another, so it was interesting basketball yesterday. I agree with you that Michigan State is one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. Purdue has everybody back. They won the Big Ten. They were number one seed last year. That's the tournament, of course, lost in the first round. Michigan State's an old team by college basketball standards. Tyson Walker, A.J. Hogarth, these guys are seniors. You know, Malik Hall's still around, probably starting at the four this year. And, uh, you know, Owen Carr coming in as a freshman, high-flying, high-horsepower guy. It's going to be an entertaining team, an entertaining season, but they are not yet a complete team. We will be watching that as, as that uh, as the team develops through the course of the season. Not complete, in my estimation, until and unless they get a stretch four, a power forward, to provide what Joey Hauser provided last year range shooting from three-point land. They need that. They'll look to, to Malik Hall to provide that, and he has a lot of work to do to get to that level. And that's something we will watch throughout the season, and we will talk about all the way in February, Bill. We'll be talking about that position and what it means all season. Uh, so I think you talked about uh, this team having, you know, Mateen Cleaves-like players, a good chemistry early. I, I just have a good vibe. I kind of can always read Tom when I talk to him on and off air on where he's at going into a season, and he seems uh, really comfortable with this crew. Uh, how comfortable should the Michigan State fan be about that football game against Iowa Saturday night? Might be ugly. Um, judging by Iowa's offense and Michigan State's propensity to throw interceptions, I um, half-jokingly suggest that maybe Michigan State should punt on second down in this game. Just get, just get rid of the ball, give it back to Iowa, 45 yards downfield rather than throwing interceptions. I'm joking, of course, but, you know, Michigan State did a few things pretty well against Maryland. Just the turnovers 
tore the tablecloth out of the whole situation. Defense was pretty good against a good Maryland offense. You know, Maryland came into that game ranked number one in the Big Ten in total offense, 480 yards per game. Tagovailoa is a good, explosive quarterback. Michigan State contained him, did a pretty good job. Michigan State got the ground game going a little bit, not on fourth and one of the one-yard line, but the ground game looked okay. But two interceptions, another one by Hauser, that's three interceptions, two fumbles. The one by Nate Carter, Nate Carter's a pretty good running back. He fumbles you know, deep in Michigan State territory right after Maryland took that 14-0 lead. And that, that thing just became a house of cards. But like I said, interestingly, there's a lot of units on that football team that come out of that game looking at the film saying, we are not bad, we're better than that score, we can't wait to get on the field to prove it again. Problem is you're going to Iowa, good defense, night game. Night games are always a problem there. I think Michigan State's going to compete. They're going to hit hard, they're going to play well, but getting a victory is going to be difficult, and then keeping this team together as the losses mount will then be the next problem for Harlan Barnett, acting head coach at Michigan State. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line. Before I let you go, are you hearing anything about any red shirts? Uh, Not yet. Uh, players from Michigan State that now, after that four-game mark, just want to take a red shirt year. Not yet. That's a fair question. You know, there's 10 or 11 players on this roster who are, uh, you know, some of whom are on, in the playing group that have not yet redshirted in their careers. So if they wanted to shut it down right now, enter the portal, preserve redshirt status, that's going to be something on the table for a handful of players. You may remember back in 2019, Connor Hayward did that during Mark D'Antonio's final year at Michigan State. You know, Hayward had gotten shuffled back to be a third-string tailback. He was uh, you know, a little dis- displeased by that. Entered the portal, shut down his season after four games, didn't play, and then that winter went into the portal, maybe didn't get a lot of takers at that time. That was before NIL, so not a lot of takers. Mel Tucker's hired in February of 2020. Hayward came back to the team, stayed in school, stayed okay academically, and, uh, and you know ended up being a big part of Michigan State's team in 2020 and 2021. It's happened before, so, uh, but you're right. Now is the time, four games in, if there's any, any players that want to do the Connor Hayward, uh, the Connor Hayward trek, that door is going to be open really here in the next few days. You know, once Tucker is officially fired, then players can enter the portal for, they've got a 30 day period to enter the portal, which allows them to receive uh, communication from coaching staffs officially and legally. So that door is going to open up too. Tom, appreciate the update. Uh, We'll check in with you if we hear about the termination of Mel Tucker. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it.